Welcome to Empath, conversations and intentions around meaningful marketing for soulful, sensitive, empathic entrepreneurs. Join me, the feral writer, to talk with truth and texture about creativity from the heart space, marketing with meaning and emotion. This is Empath. Welcome back to Empath. Today I'm talking about blogging. This is something that's been really requested. A few people have messaged me to say they'd love to hear an episode on blogging. And so today I hope I can deliver that for you. And if you do have any ideas for things you would like me to talk about, please do feel free to reach out on Instagram and message me. You can find me at The Feral Writer. And I would love to consider your thoughts for next episodes, for future episodes. So let's start with why would you use a blog? That can be a number one question because people don't really often understand the power of blogging. So blogging, the most important thing, I guess, that will you know, be of value to you is that blogging will help you be found. It helps with search engine optimization. And it's, whereas keywords in static copy are brilliant, the fact that you're constantly changing it and constantly updating it, you get rewarded for that in a way. You know, you're more likely to be found because it's relevant and it's topical and it's new. So Google's always looking at that. Search engines are always looking at how relevant you are, how topical you are. So it has to be to do with your topic. You can't just write about any old thing. It has to be related to your topic in some way. It also helps you position yourself. If you're an expert in a certain field and you're talking about it each week, let's say you're in finance and you're talking about the financial markets and the financial news, people are more likely to respond to you because you're giving regular news and updates about something that shows your expertise. It also really helps with conversion. It can help you convert to your products and offerings just by promoting them. You can promote them in call to actions or you can just promote them indirectly. But just even being seen, you're immediately getting more customers to your site through Google. And then those customers are more likely to convert into paid customers as well. You can also use your blog to repurpose content. So Content that you use on a blog can also be used across social media. You can promote your blog in social media. You can promote your blog in newsletter articles that you send out so that they link to the blog. You can promote them in podcasts. You can cross-promote, etc. And then also it builds loyalty and credibility. Like I said with the financial situation, the financial example, I'm more likely to trust you and believe you and come back to you if I can see that what you're saying is relevant, it's of interest to me, you are showing your credibility. Like, I trust you with what's happening in the financial market or whatever your market is because I can see that I'm getting regular updates that make sense, that are well-researched and thought out. And so I begin to trust you as a voice in that arena. And it also helps you uh, across audiences. So to target your content. So for example, if you are talking about a certain person in your field. So let's say you're a wedding florist and you do an interview with a wedding venue about something to do with seasonal flowers or something. Basically, their audience will also see you. So it works cross-promotion both ways. So if they promote you, you get seen. If people search for their venue, you get seen, etc., etc. So it's about this cross-promotion across audiences and targeting your content according to that, who you want to be seen by who you want to notice you, and how you can collaborate with those people as well. So that's just a little introduction about why you would use a blog. But now I'd like to move on to some tips on how to blog. So I've got 10 tips for you on basically how to maximize blogging and how to make it work for you best of all. So number one is to be clear on your objectives up front. 
it's really important that you know why you're blogging. Don't just blog because everyone else is blogging. Don't just blog because you feel like you have to. Certainly don't blog because I tell you to on Empath. Because you know what? Blogging isn't right for everyone. So make sure that you are working out why you're blogging. Are you trying to get more traffic? Are you trying to promote a certain product? Are you trying to position yourself in a certain market? Treat your blog like an employee. You wouldn't just let an employee just do what they want for two years and pay them a salary. You would want to know what are they doing? What is their job description? What are they delivering for you, etc. It's exactly the same with your blog. Expect your blog to deliver on certain objectives. And I would even consider writing a job description for your blog, even though you're probably the one writing it, so that you're keeping in line with these objectives. So that you're thinking, well, hang on, what do I want my blog to do? What at the end of one year or two years do I want my blog to achieve for me? So rather than just writing and just going for it, really sit down and think about the strategy. Why am I starting a blog? Number two is keep it consistent. This is so important because... It's very easy to not be consistent. It's the number one thing that goes wrong with a blog. And really, a blog is a long game. You can't just blog two or three articles and then just leave it. It doesn't work that way. You need to keep it up. If you're going to build a loyal, regular audience, you need to show up to your blog regularly. So be clear from the outset. How much am I going to show up? How often am I going to show up? Am I going to show up once a week? Am I going to show up once a fortnight? Am I going to blog once a month? It's okay, by the way, to blog once a month. You, you need to keep it regular. That's the most important thing. You need to be reliable, regular, and consistent. Now, don't get me wrong. The more you blog, the better it is. The actual um, statistic tells you that you should blog, I think, five times minimum a month to get the best return. Um, and I think it's up to 15 times. 15 times a month gets you a strong return. Who has got time to blog 15 times a month? Someone blogging 15 times a month hasn't got time to actually do the work, in my opinion, unless you're a full-time professional blogger. So... I take that with a pinch of salt. I understand the value of it, but I would rather you showed up once a month and did a half-decent blog once a month than 15 blogs are all a bit crap because you're rushing them because you think you've got to do 15. So quality is absolutely important, but consistency really is key. Number three, maintain relevance and create evergreen content. You want your content to be valuable down the line. Now, Sometimes there's a call for doing trend blogs, trend-based blogs. There is. Say, for example, a wedding dress brand could do a 10 best wedding styles for 2024, and it will get them hits for about six to eight months from now until halfway through 2024. However, if they did top 10 wedding dress styles of all time, that maintains its readability year after year. That's what we call evergreen content. You want your content to be something that people can come back to again and again, that it can be found five years from now and still be relevant, 10 years from now and still be relevant. I literally have created content for people 10 years ago. That is, um, it's mad to me that you can still find that content by searching the keywords and it's still relevant and it's still actually fairly topical and it's interesting. And sometimes you do need to update it. Let's say you do five best places to buy XYZ product. One of those businesses could go out of business. You do need to look at your blogs and update them down the line. But generally, if they can maintain relevance and what we call stickiness, in that they stick around because they're still relevant, because you're searching for the right thing, and it's still topical, it's not a trend, it's not a fad, it's not something that's been and gone, it's not something like news-related, it's something that is reliable to your industry. Now, what actually springs to mind here is I've just done some blogs with an estate agency, and we do do property news so what we'll do is like a property roundup once a season so every quarter 
And it will be the Mandarin director talking about what's happening in the industry. Now, that is not sticky content. That is not evergreen content. But that really helps with credibility, positioning, leadership, expertise. You know, they are the experts in their area, and that really reinforces that position. However, there'll be other blogs about charities or events that are happening each year. There'll be blogs about the best shops in their streets, in the local streets, because it's not just about estate agency. They're also looking at the local community. So they're looking at community-based blogs as well as topical expert-level blogs. But it's about maintaining, those shops will maintain their searchability and the relevance down the line. Whereas the expert blog posts are every quarter. So by the time that runs out, there'll be another one. So it's mixing and matching and knowing when you need to be sticky and when you need to be trend-led or topical. But also, relevance is key. So with the estate agency, yes, shops and estate agency are kind of different, but they're known for this town, they're known for this locality, and we are promoting businesses in the locality. And like I said, it gets cross-promoted from there, so it benefits them in multiple ways and it ricochets. However, if you do a blog post about something completely not related to you, that will not benefit you. That will actually probably act detrimentally to you because the search engines know, they know what's relevant to you, they know what's topical to you and also or reflect in your statistics because people will not react to that. I could write about, you know, engineering tomorrow. I actually do know a little bit about engineering because as a copywriter, you know a little bit about a lot, <laughs> but I don't know enough to write blog posts about it. And so you would know quite quickly, A, that it wasn't relevant and B, that it wasn't um, actually valuable because I don't know enough. I don't know enough and that'll be clear very quickly. So make sure you maintain relevance and also keep at least some of it and by some of it I mean a lot of it evergreen, sticky. Number four is um, make sure you enjoy it and this is really important because you have to keep it up and you don't have to do it. I want to reiterate that. I hate it when people dread their content. I was talking to a member the other day who literally dreads email marketing. She sits down to do it each week and just like it's that whole like, oh God, you know, I've got to write an email newsletter. You don't want to do it. Don't do it. You have to serve yourself first. If you don't enjoy the content you put out, no one can enjoy the content you put out. And it's really trial and error. Like what I found I enjoy most is this, podcasting. I enjoy just talking at a microphone about my thoughts. I have to do hardly any prep work. I just speak as if I would with a customer. I basically consider the microphone like a customer. Some people are better in writing format. Some people are better in email. Some people are better in video, etc., etc. And if you're good at more than one, which do you enjoy? Which do you have the time for? Be honest with yourself. Do I have the time to do this? How often do I have the time to do this? Can I commit to this? And do I enjoy this? That's so important because it's you that's stuck with it, guys. It's you that has to write this every month or every week or every day or however long you're showing up for it. So it's important that you can commit to it, that you enjoy it. The next tip is to genuinely share what you know. Give your gold away. That's really, really important because it's, you don't want to keep it shallow. You don't want to keep it superficial. You want it to be valuable. You want it to be of interest to people and genuinely help them. People are not going to come back to your content if you don't actually tell them something of any use. So don't be afraid to give what you know. Don't think somebody, someone's going to steal it or take it or they won't book you because you've already given them all everything up front. It doesn't work that way. If anything, people will respect you so much more for what you've shared. What you give and what you show that you know is so powerful and valuable to your customer. 
So don't be afraid to give your gold away. Give your good stuff. Don't give your pyrite. Don't give your sort of average content. Give your best content. And that is what will really make the difference. People will buy into your content because they'll be able to see the value straight away. You know when someone's giving you sort of half-assed content, when it's a bit woolly and a bit crap and a bit vague and they're just trying to get a word count together. Don't do that. I would rather you did less blog posts but made them truly powerful and interesting and of value to me as the reader. Number six, I think we're on number six. I've lost the thread, but I think so, (laughs) is to map out your content rather than writing it off the cuff. So important. Do not just sit down at your computer and think, what should I write about on my blog today? Have a strategy. Remember, it all comes back to that first point, being clear on your objectives up front, what you want people to know and what you want your blog to do for you. So what's your content going to be? If your content is promoting something particularly, you need to make sure you're bringing those messages in. Let's say you're a wedding photographer, you want to show real weddings, you need a certain amount of real weddings that you're blogging. Maybe not all real weddings because you've got to think about things like cross-promotion, but you want a certain amount of real weddings. Or maybe you are a um, copywriter and you want to share copywriting tips and things like that. But it's also really interesting to hear your thoughts on the copywriting industry or to um, interview other copywriters, etc, etc. But it all comes back to what you're trying to promote. And if you are a copywriter and you're trying to get one-to-one copywriting clients, you really want to show off your work, so portfolio pieces. You really want to talk about, like show your expertise and show your knowledge and show how good you are, etc, etc. So it's thinking about what you're trying to achieve with your strategy and how your content looks in advance. So I would honestly advise you to put the time in now to plan six months in advance of your blog content rather than just get going because there's all this talk about get going, just yeah, don't worry about it, just get started. And I'm saying no, strategy always first before you start anything. Before you pick up a pen, I realise I'm the only person left in the universe still picking up a pen. Everyone else just types their content up, which is much smarter. Before you do anything, map out your content first. Think about what you're trying to achieve. Think about your strategy. Think about the shape of your content and create it from there. Number seven is to, um, yes, promote keywords but keep it authentic. I'm all for putting keywords in and considering keywords and having some respect for keywords, but I also don't let it rule my life because keyworded content is quite often computerized content. And I don't want to sound like that. And the the example I always give, which I saw a million times when I worked in hotels, was people saying, at our hotel in Cornwall, there is a restaurant in Cornwall. At our restaurant in Cornwall, you can enjoy food in Cornwall and dining in Cornwall with local meats and produces in Cornwall. You can see already what's gone wrong here. I literally am reading this content thinking, are you sick? (laughs) Or did the computer write this? It's so appalling to me. So by all means, think about the keywords you want to include, pick two or three and put them into your article and then stop. Less is more. Don't go crazy. Don't go keyword crazy because... It will, your content will lose its value. It will lose its readability. It will lose its credibility. And actually, it will just sound like a computer wrote it. And quite frankly, in the day of AI, a computer might have written it. But even AI is not that obvious. You know, it's about trying to do your keywords subtly and don't over-egg the pudding. Don't feel you've got to put loads in. Because remember, it's a long game. I'd rather you put two or three keywords in and do an article every few weeks than to cram 80 keywords into your article. And I hate some of these programs that tell you your keyword density because my, my podcasting, actually, my podcasting 
content system that my podcasting host person producer has got this keyword ranking on the side. I just literally don't think about it because it's not my priority. And yes, I know the podcast might not be found by as many people as it could be found by, but I would rather it's found by the right people and that I sound human and heart-centered and, you know, normal. So remember, keywords are important, but keep it true to you. Do not sound like a robot. Number eight, track your success and what your readers like. I cannot tell you the amount of people that write blog posts and then don't actually know how well they're performing. So it's really important to look at your statistics, know what people like, know what people resonate with, and adjust your content so that you're producing more content like the content they like, less content like the stuff that they don't, and that you're learning from the intel of what your audience want. Don't just write on a wing and a prayer and never look at how it's performed for you. Number nine is promote your content. Promote your blog. An obvious one, right? And yet people don't. They leave their blog there and just hope that people will either find it through Google or they'll find it through their website when they're browsing. But don't forget to cross-promote. Talk about your blog post on Pinterest. Talk about it on Instagram. Talk about it on your podcast. Talk about it on your newsletter. Talk about it in the street when you're shopping. Talk about it at the bottom of your emails. Promote that there's a blog that people can go to. The amount of emails you send in a day, at the bottom of your email you should say, Read all about X on this week's blog. It's take you a second to do and it will link through to everyone that receives an email from you for the next 14 days. I mean, it's absolutely mind-blowing and so, so obvious and simple to do. So promote your blog. Don't just promote it once because if you bear in mind, if I'm talking about something, you know, five best XYZs in Winchester or whatever, that's still relevant in six months. And don't just trust that everyone will see it. First of all, everyone doesn't see what you put on Instagram. Not everyone sees your post. Thanks, Instagram algorithm. And secondly, you'll have new followers in six months. And thirdly, people that see your story only see some 24 hours, your Instagram stories. And people that are on Facebook might not see your Instagram and vice versa. Keep promoting it. Look, don't go crazy on this, but make sure you're promoting your content and looking back at old content and thinking, is that still relevant? Is that still topical? Is that still powerful and useful to people? promote it again because most people are not seeing your content not as many people as you think you might remember you wrote that but no one else is remembering you wrote that and if they do remember you wrote that then quite frankly you've got more issues <laughs> and don't forget about guests if you get guests onto your blog and you interview them you can go to their audience they can go to your audience use that cross promotion power to really talk about each other's content and that's really valuable as well i can't tell you how much guest blogging for other people has really impacted my business. You know, a lot of people have come to me through guest blogging or through a recommendation or referral from somebody else that talked about me. So remember to use that as well. And the last one, number 10, is just to keep it authentic. Keep it real. Keep your blog authentic to you. Sound like you, be you, give the tips you would, and just keep it true to who you are and what you believe in your opinions. Don't try and be clever and don't try and be ahead of the curve or look at competitors and try and sound like them. Don't do that. Keep it real to you. And that's the only way that you will succeed because it has to be interested in them. It has to be valuable, but above all, it has to be true. So remember, that comes first. This truth, this authenticity in all that you create, whether that's a blog or some other content. Guys, we always finish with an invitation to set an intention. And today I would love you to think, if I were to create a blog, what would be my first 10 topics? What would be my first 10 topics on my blog? Think carefully. What do people ask you all the time? What do people want the answers to? What do you know that nobody else knows? What could you really help me with today? What are your customers always asking you about? 
start there and put together your, your 10 ideas and perhaps see if blogging is right for you. Let me know on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. You can find me at The Feral Writer. And remember, guys, whatever you do, all you've got to be is true. Thank you for listening to Empath, the podcast for meaningful marketing for soulful creatives. If you want more from me, head to my website, jesscollins.co.uk, and check out my membership community, Empress, where you will find a community of heart-centered creatives, the Empress Practice, my signature seven chapters of soulful marketing, and weekly live sessions, from soul goal setting to journaling and personal access to me. The doors are currently open. Be sure to message me on Instagram at The Feral Writer to let me know how you found this episode. Take care, and I'll be back next week.